Hello and welcome to what might become the start of the Irish Sport and Exercise Science Association podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Wardrop, and I am sitting in my car on the Sport Ireland campus in Dublin. Um, I have just driven through the campus for the first time in many years. I used to be here for work quite a lot, but it has been several years since I was here. And I have to say, I'm pretty gobsmacked. Uh, the last time I was here, I remember you, you drive in past the National Aquatic Centre and there's a road that veers around to the left and you follow that road down until you came to the FAI headquarters and the Sport Ireland Institute was nestled in just behind that. But now when you drive in past the National Aquatic Centre, what I remember as a car park and, and, and a green field has now got amazing training pitches stretching out in front of you. There's so much building work has taken place. You've got the National Indoor Arena, which looks absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. The size and scale of that building is uh, is astounding. It, it really looks huge. I think incorporated into that, you've got the Rugby High Performance Centre, which I've seen so much of on social media, but driving past it there really uh, brought it uh, into reality. Uh, you have the uh, Horse Sport Ireland, Triathlon Ireland, Paralympics Ireland, Special Olympics Ireland, all there are all headquartered here. So there's lovely new buildings for them. The FAI headquarters are still here with the Sport Ireland Institute. And I'm about to head into the conference centre that's on site here for the launch of the Irish Sport and Exercise Science Association. Um, I'm excited to go in and hear what is, uh, what's planned for the association, uh, maybe to meet up with a few familiar faces and to meet some new people and ultimately to report back to you guys on what is going on. So I guess let's go do it. I'm delighted to have this opportunity to chat with Tom Commons and Sarah Jane Cullen, Chair and Vice Chair of the Working Group that was responsible for getting the ISESA from concept to reality. I'm sure most of our listeners will be familiar with Tom and Sarah Jane, but just in case you're not, I'll give them a brief introduction. Tom is an Associate Professor and Senior Lecturer in Human Movement Science at the University of Limerick. Prior to this academic role, Tom was the Head of Strength and Conditioning at the Sport Ireland Institute and has worked extensively with Ireland's Olympic and Paralympic athletes, Munster Rugby and the IRFU. Tom currently provides strength and conditioning support to athletes preparing for Paris 2024. Sarah Jane is also an Associate Professor, this time in Sport and Exercise Physiology in the School of Health and Human Performance in DCU. Outside of her academic role, Sarah Jane is a performance consultant with the Sport Ireland Institute and has also worked extensively with Ireland's Olympic and Paralympic athletes, as well as with jockeys through her work with the Irish Horse Racing Regulatory Board. So, Tom and Sarah Jane, welcome to our podcast. Thanks very much, Bruce. One thing I left out there, so you guys are kind of similar when I was doing your bios, uh, but I did leave out the fact that, Tom, you are actually an Olympian. You represented Ireland in the four by 100 metres in the Sydney Olympics back in 2000. Sarah Jane, I didn't get a chance to look at your sporting history. So what would you consider to be the pinnacle of your sporting career? Thanks, Bruce. (laughs) I love that. We're very similar, but we have one difference. I'm not an Olympian. (laughs) You've been to the Olympics, though. Been um, helping, yes, um, as sports science support. Um, I would have been on the base camp for uh, London and Rio um, as part of Team Ireland. But unfortunately, I was never good enough to compete. And Tom, I presume that competing for Ireland was the pinnacle of your sporting career. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, competing in the Sydney Olympics was, I suppose, a highlight. Um, feels like a long time ago now, 23 years ago, but there's many happy, happy memories um, from that experience and from competing. Um, and you know, running there and running, running well, and setting national record, and just experienced the whole experience, everything I had to offer. 
Absolutely. So from one career high to another now, setting up the Irish Sport and Exercise Science Association. How did all this come about? Where, where did the idea for the ISESA come from? Um, I, I suppose it has been talked for a long time. Um, and I think we kind of came to a position where I think we had critical mass there and the ability to, to, set, to set it up. And there was a conversation of oh, 18 months ago between myself, Giles Warrington in UL, uh, Phil Moore and Tyg McIntyre representing Sport Ireland Institute and the accreditation process in the Institute. And from there it was decided, look, let's try to get it together and let's see what we can do. And I was nominated to, uh, to email people and see where we got. So that beginning of me sitting in the summer of 22 in my office, searching for emails and putting an email list together and emailing people to meet online was really, I suppose, the start of the, the practical first step of, of, of trying to set it up. Sarah Jane, can you remember getting that email? No, I never got it. I wasn't important <laughs> enough. <laughs> so how did you get roped in? How did you get involved? Uh, so when I was in SETU in Waterford, uh, Professor Michael Harrison would have been involved in uh, that kind of original email and the brainstorming session. Um, and I suppose he's always really, always really good at creating opportunities. And then I ended up being the SETU rep. So I was the SETU representative on the working group. So that's how I got involved. And the two of you then took ownership and, and leadership of this uh, and brought it forward. So what were the next steps? Like, how did you, like I said in my introduction, you brought this from like an idea that was floating around out there, but it's now turned into something very real. So what did you do? I, I understand that you did some market research first to try and establish what people wanted. Yeah, I think after the um, the initial meetings, we had a brainstorming day uh, where we had representatives from the HEIs, National Government Bodies of Sport, are different governing sporting organizations in Ireland. And from that, we had a working group, which over the period of the 12 months included about 12 different, sorry, about 30 different people. Um, so that big uh, working group, um, the very first task we did was to do some market research and look of, of what was out there, what was the critical mass. And one of the first things we did um, was a survey. Uh, and we had about 630 responses to that survey. And that showed that it was an overwhelming overwhelming interest for an association um, and a desire for an association to to, uh, represent the community and act as a voice for the sport and exercise sciences community in Ireland. And from that, we saw some pillars. So we would have seen that uh, professional learning was something people were really interested in, networking, opportunities for collaboration. And one key area that came through, through that survey as well was accreditation and the desire for an accreditation pathway in Ireland. Um, and from that, we had some focus groups. So Sarah Jane, I might throw that yeah. one over to you to, to answer. Yeah, so we ran a couple of focus groups that we had representatives from NGBs and industry. Um, so they were really interesting to run. So there was just a series of questions and really from those um, focus groups, there was a strong desire for the association to provide quality assurance um, and really create credibility for our profession in the sport and exercise sciences community. And uh, people really wanted an org- organization that could advise others. So other organizations, industry or NGBs. So they wanted that representative body. 
Um, and what came out of the focus groups as well, that, you know, this type of association could be of benefit, uh, particularly in terms of accreditation, providing opportunities, collaboration and acting as this umbrella organization. So really from the NGB's um, industry and key stakeholders, they really believe there was it was really important. And it was really important that we aligned to international best practice as well. That was one key thing that came out. If we we're going to come up with an association and develop kind of standards that our standards and accreditation system system has to match uh, the international uh, base. So that was one of the interesting things I, I learned at the launch earlier. The uh, International Confederation of Sport and Exercise Science Practice, that was a group I'd never heard of before. Can you guys fill us in on who they are and what they do? So they're a group that is they're made up of the five, the five I suppose, big associations in globally in the world. So BASIS, the ACSM in America, the Australian Association, ESSA, the Sport and Exercise Science New Zealand and the Canadian um, Sport and Exercise Physiology Association. So those five associations make up the International Confederation. Um, And really their goal is for networking and collaboration, but establishment of code of ethics and standards that are common, I suppose, internationally and across all these different associations. So it's fantastic timing for us because very early on from January last year, we worked with them and talked to them, and we have now become the sixth member of that confederation. Um, And that allows us, I suppose, to network and have that support. But also that group will develop standards for a sports scientist and an exercise scientist. And we can apply those standards then when we're setting our accreditation systems so we align with international best practice. Yeah, the timing does seem particularly serendipitous that that came around mm-hmm. when it did. It probably saves you guys and the, and the committee members a, a job reinventing the wheel. If there's groups out there that are setting these standards, we can just align immediately with them, which is must be a bit of a relief. Absolutely. And I think it says a lot for our sport and exercise sciences community in Ireland. Do you know, we're just this little wee country and we're the sixth um, member of this international confederation. So that is exciting for us, but definitely it allows us kind of identify what all the other organizations have been doing for many, many years and have been doing successfully and learn from them and take all that information on board. So it's great timing. Yeah. And there's probably opportunities to find out what maybe they didn't do right, that we can avoid some pitfalls that they may have fallen into. So, yeah, definitely great timing there for that. Um so beyond that, you, you mentioned that we developed missions, strategic objectives and some core values and stuff. So can you tell us a bit more about those? Yeah, I suppose one of the, the first things we did was we, we got ourselves a name and we got ourselves a logo. Um, and then from there, we did a lot of work. And I suppose it's important to note that there was a big committee of people behind this as well. So I suppose it's a reflection of the work that was done um, in all of these areas. And, and while the, the vision might be 12 or 13 or 14 words long, it took a lot of effort to, to get to that. Um, so we reached our vision and our mission and just really targeted around our vision of, to enhance the health, well-being and performance of individuals through sport and exercise sciences. And that's across the spectrum from somebody who was just, you know, keeping active and doing exercise in order to improve their well-being and their health up to your elite performer. So we're looking at it a, a across the spectrum. And then our mission is to lead, represent and advance the community. And I suppose really through key things of advocacy. So being their voice, um, knowledge exchange with professional learning, networking, collaboration and accreditation. 
So I suppose we're, it's very targeted and very specific in certain areas. I think that's important so we know really what, what our focus is and our trajectory over the, the next um, few years. And our je- objectives lead into that, I suppose, for us to be the, the body, the voice again of the community to promote evidence-informed practice, which is a central thing for that international confederation. So we align with that to promote this collaboration and across an all-Ireland approach. So we're very keen to have an all-Ireland approach with integrated learning, networking and research initiatives. And finally, to develop our accreditation pathways for our members. Yeah, I think that's going to be really key, particularly for for some of the graduates that are coming out. I, I, I think I remember from earlier on, you said there's over 101 sport and exercise science related courses and was it two and a half thousand graduates per year coming out? So it's going to be super important for, for, for those students and future uh, uh, potential sport and exercise professionals that they have got a representative body and CPD opportunities and, a, and an accreditation pathway for them. Absolutely. I laugh how uh, Tom makes those sentences sound so easy to say. If only you saw the Excel file that when we coming up with the name of the association and every single word, whether it's like uh, singular or plural, has been discussed at length in the working group. So if anyone ever wants to see those Excel files to see where it all started from. And there's a nice record there. Was there a vote on each word one by one? Oh, there was, not far there, off. Not far off. And there was a technical writer that looked at them and everything, just to make sure the meaning came across well. But I think regardless, I think it comes across really that it's, you know, the association would be the voice of the community, the voice of sport and exercise sciences, uh, will facilitate professional learning, collaboration, networking, and the accreditation. Um, and I think that they will guide our work over, over the coming few months and, and, and over the coming years as well. Fantastic. So I, I guess the big question really is, why is all of this important? You know, what is the ISESA going to do for its members? And I actually took the opportunity to chat with some of the people who attended the launch earlier, and they let me know why they think the ISESA is important. So let's hear from them now. Okay, Una May, I'm the CEO of Sport Ireland and Sport Ireland is really, really happy to be here today with the launch of the ISESA. Um, this is a really momentous day for Irish sport. We've been, we've been, I suppose, working phenomenally in the growth and development of sport in Ireland, but this has been a gap and it's really fantastic that that gap is now being filled. What I, is really valuable to us, we work in, in all aspects of sport, everything from grassroots, promo, you know, promotion of participation in grassroots sports all the way up to high performance and this association is going to benefit us across every element of our work and I'm really looking forward to working closely with them with the future developments of it. My name is Declan Gamble, I lead the performance science team at the Sport Northern Ireland Sports Institute and I'm delighted to be involved with this new organisation, the Irish Sport and Exercise Science Association. One of my aspirations for the ISESA is that we bring sport and exercise science practitioners together from across the island of Ireland to collaborate in different initiatives and projects. Through the work that we have done in developing our vision, mission and structure, we have tried to address the needs that are out there in the sport and exercise science community. And through our surveys, the responses have indicated that networking is important, professional development and learning is important, collaboration is important, but also accreditation. And I believe that over the next 18 months to three years that we will, that we're in a really good position to drive some of the strategic development in those different areas. 
and for aspiring sport and exercise scientists who are coming through university courses at the minute, there is now an organisation to join, to become part of, but also to support them in developing their careers. Hi, um, I'm Lisa Ryan from Atlantic Technological University in Galway and very excited to be here today for the launch of the Irish Sport and Exercise Sciences Association. Having worked um, internationally at a number of different universities in sport and exercise science, I've seen firsthand the importance of having associations like this, you know, something for the students and the staff to kind of get behind, but also really to advocate for the industry, making sure that our graduates are respected when they go out, but also that we can all kind of come together, fight for what we need, but also raise the profile of the profession because we're all doing this in our, you know, we're all doing this individually. And it's really, really nice. What's been lovely about this is how everyone has come together. You know, those in practice, every HEI in Ireland, I think, is represented. Um, All the NGBs, it's just been a really nice coming together of everybody to bring this new association, which I think is going to take sport and exercise science absolutely to the next level in this country. So I think it's going to be amazing. (laughs) Hi, I'm John Windle, General Manager of UPMC Sports Medicine. Uh, Delighted to be here today to support the launch of the ISESA. Um, it's very important for UPMC, for both our sports medicine side and our Institute for Health side. Sports science, I suppose, really drives uh, a lot of our, our work in the sports medicine side of things, from injury rehab and diagnosis. Um, we have a lot of practitioners on the rehabilitation space in our sports medicine clinics. And then on the Institute for Health side, which really looks at the exercise prescription, exercises medicine, you know, it, it, we have a lot of our our employees come out of the different academic kind of institutions uh, so it's going to be excellent to see how this association can support and develop our professionals and CPD and also in for us identifying potential employees. Michael Harrison Head of School of Health Sciences at Southeast Technological University Waterford. It, it has been a great day here today. There is a real need for the Irish Sport and Exercise Science Association. Uh, we have a lot of graduates coming out of sport and exercise science courses in Ireland every year. They need a professional body. They need a, a body to represent them. They need a, a body uh, to convince all the stakeholders, both the health stakeholders, both the, the, the stakeholders in sport, uh, that they are a profession, that they have a uh, that they have a valuable qualification, that they have a valuable skill set and that we can have a bit of quality assurance within that skill set. So yeah, it was great to hear from from all those attendees some uh, some really nice feedback from them there about the day, and yeah, I think we're getting a great message through on why people feel that the Irish Sports and Exercise Science Association is going to be so important. I guess for you guys, if we were to jump forward twelve months from now. What is one thing that you guys hope the ISESA will have implemented or achieved? I might take one each there, put me on the spot. Um, well, I, I think for me, it would be this commencing the whole accreditation process. There's a lot of work to do on that. But in Ireland, we do have uh, accreditation process since 2007, which has been run by Sport Ireland Institute, their professional accreditation, which is targeted at your high performance elite service providers and practitioners. Um so that process has been very successful, but the Institute uh, have been very keen to transfer that out of the Institute um, because it doesn't, I suppose, sit with their remit or what their purpose is. And they've been very supportive of developing association, helping to develop that association so that that process can move out of their hands in some ways. Um, so that process will transfer and migrate over to the association. So from next year, we will run 
the the professional accreditation, um, which is targeted at that, I suppose, the more high performance coaches, essentially like a level two. Uh, but we're not happy, I suppose, of just stopping there. We will review the whole process and we want a pathway for our graduates who are graduating that they will have accreditation, that they can apply for accreditation. And we'll also look at developing a mentorship alongside that so people can, I suppose, in some ways be supervised or get some guidance on how might they develop their, their pathway and, the, and their career. So this time next year, I would like to have seen that we have, we have, we have amalgamated the existing professional accreditation from the Institute into the association that we're running that and we're well down the track to developing this framework or this pathway around accreditation and ready to roll it out in the year after. Yeah, that'd be a huge achievement. SJ, what about you? How can I follow that? <laughs> so I'm, going to give, I'm going to give the proper answer in terms of I hope that, you know, our professional learning system is set up. So we're hoping to have, you know, a series of podcasts where we're interviewing different, uh, you know, individuals, be it sports scientists or exercise scientists or athletes or clients that have been in this space. And we're going to be, you know, looking at their journey and throughout their career and how they have benefited from this support or providing the support. And, you know, if we had that established that individuals can hear from, you know, know, people who are actually working or receiving support in this field, it would be a really nice podcast to showcase all the, the expertise we have. And we're going to have a series of webinars. So in the f- next 12 months, you know, our podcasts are going to go out fortnightly, but our webinars are going to be once a month. Um, and we'll alternate between sports science and exercise science and, you know, bring someone in that will actually give us a presentation on their area of expertise and on the theory and how we actually apply that theory. So that is what I hope we have achieved in theory for the ISESA and we will have done that but I think I suppose one thing I'm excited about on the flip side is getting together with everyone and actually having face-to-face events so you know you can sit in your car or you can go online and listen to these um you know webinars and podcasts but I think the beauty of our community is you cross paths with everybody over and over again and that they're the great bits you know actually getting together collaborating meeting new people seeing everyone so you know we will have an undergraduate event that they, uh, students can come and prevent their final year project. Hopefully we'll have some, you know, career opportunities there for them as well. So they can see actually what is there and just expose, I suppose, the undergraduate community. Because when you're coming out, you really haven't a clue and you're hearing some names, but actually just be nice to talk to people and then have, a, you know, a conference as well of some sort. And we'll discuss that in the future of what it looks like. But, you know, when you go to these things like they don't feel like work. You're just getting to see people, do you know, that you're cross paths with every now and again. And I think to now bring new people who are coming out of, do you know, a course in sport and exercise science and allowing them to be part of that community that is there but not formalized is actually kind of the ex- really exciting part. And that's what I'm really excited about, kind of seeing evolve and develop over the next 12 years. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because there is so many more graduates coming out and the number of people involved in the sport and exercise science community in Ireland is definitely expanding. But it's still a relatively small and close knit community that if you go to the events, you do uh, catch up with people that you might not have seen for seen for, for a while. I know I certainly enjoy catching up with people at the launch um, and you get to the opportunity to make new friends. Everyone's quite open and welcoming and, you know, it's a lovely community to be part of. So I think that is quite exciting. I'd agree with you there. Tom, just to go back to something that you said there, we were talking about the, um, the, the, the CPD or the accreditation pathway. Is there a plan to do something similar, a parallel pathway for the exercise science accreditation, say for people who are working uh, with patients or, or other groups out of outside of the high performance athletes? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the accreditation will look at the sports science and exercise science, so both domains essentially. Um, so it, it will not be just which are the current accreditation just looks at the high performance sports scientists essentially. We'll be much broader than that and we'll look at you know potentially different levels for both the sports science domain and the the exercise science domain. So that will become kind of central to what we'll work on and, and, and focus on. And I think, you know, we'll, we'll make a lot of inroads here because, as, as you were saying, the collegiality between everyone and the, the buzz even at the launch uh, and the, the atmosphere and the drive and the interest is there. And it has been for 18 months, um, you know, so I think we can just tap into that and drive forward because, you know, our association is, is a not-for-profit association. It's, it's here for us. It's a vehicle now for us to, I suppose, develop our collaborations, develop our networking and develop accreditation that works for our community uh, here in Ireland. Yeah, I think it, it is a very exciting time. I think for some of the graduates or current students who might be listening to it as well, you know, everyone you know, it, it's a bit cliche to say that people always think that they're going to end up working in high performance sports. But I think the other side, the exercise science and working with uh, with patient populations is a massive growth in the area at the moment. And there's going to be so many employment opportunities. And now we're offering, uh, you know, professional career pathways for people who want to work in that area. That's only going to get bigger uh, over the next number of years. That is a key priority of the International Confederation as well, developing an accreditation for a clinical exercise physiologist. So we'll be completely taking their lead on that. And they have a working group, which Professor Michael Harrison is involved in. So it's great to have a representative from Ireland in that uh, group trying to you know, establish what that accreditation will look like, because that's a huge part of exercise science now that you know, will benefit greatly from some sort of accreditation. Yeah, we we heard from from Anne Louise and Marie earlier on at the launch, and I'm excited to bring you their story. But even Marie had the room captivated today when she was explaining her story of you know how leading a, a relatively healthy life and then all of a sudden uh, having a stroke and then using exercise to bring herself back to good health under the supervision of the exercise science professionals that were working uh, with her through through the gym she was in. So there's some fantastic stories to tell there and uh, real good opportunities. So guys, I don't know, I think I think we've we've done a good job of summing it all up there. I, I would like to say to you guys, thank you very much on behalf of everyone who's listening. You know, you guys have done a lot of work in bringing everyone together and, and taking this from idea to reality. So congratulations on getting it this far and thank you very much for the work that you have done to date. Thank you very much, Bruce. <laughs> and just to uh to thank us with everyone involved and uh the support we've received as well from sport ireland sport ireland institute in order to to allow us to to develop um and looking forward to to what's ahead for us sure well that's it i think we will leave it there thanks guys thank you thank you I'm delighted to have this opportunity to chat with Tom Commons and Sarah Jane Cullen, Chair and Vice Chair of the Working Group that was responsible for getting the ISESA. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Take three. Take three. 